Welcome to Real Simple's special Thanksgiving podcast all about etiquette. I'm your host, Elizabeth Passarella, a contributing editor at Real Simple. And today we're going to talk about those sticky social situations that we all deal with around the holidays, specifically Thanksgiving. We are going to discuss the easy stuff, like seating arrangements and dietary restrictions. And we are also going to talk about the very hard stuff, like politics, um, political discussions that get out of hand, and dun-dun-dun, in-laws, hooray! Uh, with me is someone I'm I'm really thankful for every single month, uh, Catherine Newman, who writes the Modern Manners column for Real Simple. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Elizabeth. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to be here, too. I'm, I mean that 100% that I'm thankful for you every single month. Catherine gives great advice. Um, she is the person who I'd like to solve not just my etiquette questions, but most of my life questions. <laughs> You you always you do. It's absolutely true. Well, you always know what to say, um, and I think you know you say it with such kindness and respect in um, in the pages of Real Simple every month. So that's what we need when we have seventeen family members under one roof exactly. and everyone's drinking. I know. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> if you are someone who does have a dietary restriction. And you've been invited to another person's home for Thanksgiving. Um, should you bring it up? How do you bring it up? Is there a is there a nice way that doesn't seem like you're kind of being difficult, but at yep. the same time, you you know, you do want to let them know, but you don't want to make them feel bad or like they have to make you a special meal. Yep. Yep. I I have a lot of thoughts about this. We Great. We host most of the holidays and I cannot tell you the number of non overlapping dietary issues <laughs> um are presented at these gatherings. And my favorite thing for people to do if they're coming with a dietary restriction, and this is what I would do myself, is okay. um I love it when people say I just want you to know, um, you know, we're not eating carbs right now. Um, don't do anything different for us. We're going to bring a kind of stuffing we can eat, and that's all we really care about anyway. Okay. Where what you do, you lay it out so that because it's really, even if you weren't going to do anything different, I really don't like it when I'm hosting if somebody shows up and springs something on me because I just feel like I didn't even get a chance. Right. Like it could have been so easy for me to use GF flour in the gravy. Like there are things I could have done and would have had I known. And I get, I love the people don't want to make trouble for me, but what I like is the heads up, don't do anything different. And the offering of, you know, this is what we're going to bring. I okay. love that. Now I'm going to be honest because as a, as a host, I, even if someone said to me, don't do anything different, I would immediately think, Oh gosh, I want this to be the most special and delicious and wonderful meal for them as well as this. and I would I would sort of immediately try to do something different anyway. Now, yeah, that may right. be my own hang up, but I know no, I do too. But right. that's what I mean. I feel like without going to I mean, if someone tells you they're a vegetarian, you're not going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to make a tofurkey," you know, sure. like <laughs> within limits, you will probably try to be accommodating. And I think that's fine. I mean, I I don't, would you prefer that someone not tell you, do you think? No, I guess I would prefer that someone tell me, but I think I might also, if they told me, and then they said, I want to bring the stuffing, I would say, no, 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 I'm going to make the stuffing. I'm going to make the best oh, gluten-free yeah, stuffing we've ever had. That. Let them bring the stuffing. Okay. That's what I think. So it's a lesson for the host, too. You need to let people 
help. You need to let people totally. bring something. And it feels better. I have a hard time I, with that. It feels better if you're the person who's GF or not eating carbs. I think it feels better. Like, you're home. You're not even hosting. You can make the stuffing in an hour and bring it. And then you feel like you weren't a total pain. Right. It's it's sort of a gift to that person to let them bring something. It makes them feel good to be able to exactly. do something. I think that's a hard lesson for some. Letting people it's a hard help, lesson for me. I mean, the older I get, the more I understand that letting people help is one of the, um, I think, character strengths that people most need to work on. It It is so hard to let people help you or do yeah. things to be helpful for so many people. I think it makes a better world to accept help, to offer it freely, um, and for it not to be such a big deal. Right. I um, think that is, that's a great, that's a great lesson. But I also, you know, you know, the thing I like to say, which is um, the thing that one of my kids' teachers said once because I was stressed about somebody not signing up for the feast and I offered to make a number of things because there were empty slots on the sign-up sheet. And she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, Catherine, it's one meal. We're well-fed people. And that is in my head every meal I host or attend. It's one meal. Yeah. Somebody could come and eat nothing in your house. And they'd be totally fine. I know. So I think that, too, the, that sort of, like, craziness around whether or not someone can eat the gravy, they'll be fine if they can't eat the gravy. Let's look at the big picture. Exactly. Right. Can we talk about in-laws for a minute? <laughs> oh, my God. As and then, you know, better just, than just anybody. for a minute, because it's only going to take a minute, Catherine, because it's such a simple, it's, it's such a simple issue Isn't to discuss. Isn't it such a simple topic? It doesn't it's only going to take a minute. 90% of the questions. Yeah. No, no, no. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> on in-laws. Okay. Um, so, you know, we get a lot of questions. This was one specific question that we had. And um, if you live in town with your in-laws, this was a question from, from a reader, um, you know, and they host every year. They host Thanksgiving every year. And um, your parents live far away, so it's not really feasible for you to go travel. Is there any way to sort of get out of spending Thanksgiving with, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it could be your parents. Maybe maybe it's not your in-laws. Maybe it's your parents that are in town and they kind of host every year and you live in town. And so you typically go over there. Is there any way to say, you know what, we're opting out this year. We're going to host some friends and we're going to do our own thing and we're going to do it at our house and so our kids can run around in their pajamas or whatever it is, and we're not going to do the big production of coming over because it's not either it's it's not easy or it's not pleasant or for one reason or other you don't want to do it. Is there any way to get around that, or is because it's Thanksgiving? Nope, you you're you're going. I want to sort of honor both possible responses to that. Um, you know, on the one hand, you should get to do what you want, and on the other hand, you have. Family constitutes an obligation in a way that friendship doesn't. That's the way I think of it. You know, we, um, this is kind of morbid, but bear with me. Um, my husband and I have, we have what we call the deathbed test. Oh boy. You're on your deathbed. Okay. Are you like, you know what I'm really glad about? I'm so glad that we like cut my parents off of Thanksgiving. That was such a great decision we made to, like, make them really unhappy during the last decade of their lives. That kind of thing where you can just see right away, it just clarifies, where you're like, you know what, that's the wrong thing for me. 
right. sometimes. That is very clarifying where you think, who in this situation needs the most and what are my obligations? Mm-hmm to that person. Mm -hmm. So I always think about that in terms of who gets to spend which holiday with whom. If there's someone in your life who's the person in the most obvious need, that's the person that you accommodate first. That's what I think. So let's say your in-laws have a They host Thanksgiving and a hundred people come. They're the most social people in the world. They're barely going to miss you. It would mean so much to you to have some friends over. Yeah, that's probably a situation where everybody could survive that. Right. But it's just you and your husband and your kids and you're not crazy about them, but this is the tradition. Can you mix it up is the first question. Can you host them and also have your friends? Would that be a better situation? Is there something you could ask your husband to do to make the situation better? I think that's a good point. I think if it's unenjoyable for you and you're not, you know, they make comments that are hurtful to you or I feel like it's your sort of husband's responsibility to maybe step in and try to make that situation more comfortable for you and more fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that entirely. I mean, if they're rude to you, I think that becomes a slightly different kind of question, which is... Um, how much of your life do you need to devote to people who treat you badly? And I would say as little as possible. That is always complicated if if you're talking about relatives of your nearest and dearest. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I would always, always ask your partner to step in and manage their people first. Um, and then I would try to figure out if there are situations that would mitigate the unpleasantness of it for you. And then I would say, I hate to be like the stuck record. The, it's kind of the, the it's one meal, we're well-fed people. Mm-hmm. It's one evening of your right. life. Right. Let's talk about seating arrangements for just a second. <laughs> if you are going to have a hodgepodge <laughs> of people over to your house, yeah. and you're going to make lovely leaf-shaped place cards, or you're going to you know, spray paint pears gold and write people's initials on them or whatever you're going to do to figure out where people are going to sit around the house, around the table. Is there a best way? And this is this is this is our our, you know, vanilla flavored etiquette question of the session here. Is there yeah. a way to arrange the seating? And I'll let you answer and then I'll tell you what my pet peeve oh, is. No, I feel like I'm getting set up. To okay, say no, the no, wrong no. Thing. All right. Well, you tell me and then and then I'll tell you I'll what my tell, pet peeve I'll is. I'll tell you okay. what I think. Okay. Um, I think about that the way I think about everything. I think, first, I think, who are the people who are going to have the hardest time? Either because they're really, really shy or they don't hear well. Are they just shy or don't hear well? (laughs) Just those two categories. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, or they're awkward or they aren't going to know anybody. Okay, okay. I see those people first next to people I know they're going to be happy sitting next to. Okay. And I honestly don't worry that my answer drizzles away because I don't care that much about the rest of it. I feel like if, if you're just like a fine, regular hearing social person, just a hearing social person, a hearing social person, you Mm -hmm. can just kind of sit wherever. Okay. What do you think? Here's my thing, but this applies to dinner parties as well as Thanksgiving dinner. I really, really like my husband. I like him a whole lot. 
And he, to me, is the most fun person to talk to. Now, I know, but oh I'm a talk. That is the greatest. That's like as good as the way I feel about my parents. Okay, right. See, you should hang out with my husband. I'll hang out with your parents. Okay. I'm sure your husband is lovely, too, and you like him so much. Yeah, he is. He's great. Okay, so here's my point is I, I'm a talkative person, so I'm not going to just talk to my husband the whole night. In fact, I probably won't talk to him a whole lot, but I really, really like to sit with him at a meal. Oh, yeah, you should. So it drives me crazy. When I feel like, and I feel like this is actually more common than not, when we go to a a dinner party where there's assigned seating, they think, okay, boy, girl, split up the couples so that you have to talk to someone else. Not that I don't mind talking to other people. I like other people. I like sitting next to someone else's husband, but I would rather sit next to my husband. Something else that doesn't have anything to do with food is our technology, our phones, what is the etiquette? I mean, this is this is such a wide-ranging subject matter. But what is the etiquette surrounding phones at the Thanksgiving table? Someone's going to want to Instagram your turkey or, I don't know, your tofurkey, the one that you made for your vegetarian guest. But yeah. Would, I, I tend to think, you know, I, I, you don't want people to have them at the table. But at the same time, it's sort of an awkward thing to ask. I'm not 100% sure what I would do because I'm not a huge fan of adults telling adults how to comport themselves. Um, So somebody Instagrams a turkey, I don't really care. I mean, if somebody takes out their phone and takes a photograph, that's fine with me. Um, I'm probably going to barely notice that. If people are like texting instead of having conversations... That would drive me completely insane, and I am not totally sure. I'm just confessing. I'm not sure what I would do. I think what I would do at my house, and again, this is just spin, but I think I would say to that person, I'm so sorry. This is so rude of me to ask, but um, we're really, really trying to model for the teenagers, like, paying attention to conversation, and I know you are anyway, you know, but it's harder for them. If their phone's out, they want to get their phones out. And would right. you mind putting it away? But I don't know if that would be an okay thing to say. Yeah, honestly. that's a tough one. Any, I, any, do you have any thoughts? Well, my thought was just that if, you know, if you are a gathered group of similar aged friends, say, and you're all, you all kind of have your phones out and it's not like, it's not, me being the old fuddy-duddy host and wanting the kids to put their phones away. But if everyone is sort of in the same, you know, mindset about it, you could say, okay, everybody, time to take a picture of everything. Everyone get your your Instagram itches out right now. You know, Snapchat me carving the turkey or whatever it is, and then we're going to put the phone away. I would sort of make a joke about it. And would you say that? I I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not – I think I'm too old maybe to be answering this question. But (laughs) – that's what I that's what I would think might work. It's like we're going to have our moment. Everyone have your moment. Do whatever you need to do. I think it's a really and then great let's, idea. And then let's put them away and talk. Yeah, yeah. So you show up to Thanksgiving dinner and you love your family. We all love our families, but sometimes we don't always love our family's politics. I have parents and in-laws who are on completely opposite sides of the political divide. We are all spending Thanksgiving together this year, Catherine. Mm. Okay. So listen, and I'm going to be honest, my in-laws and my parents really do. It just doesn't come up. Religion, politics, 
we don't talk about it. We don't talk about either one. Yeah. But um, and, and I and I have to say, my in laws are wonderful. My parents are wonderful, and just nobody talks about it. We just talk about all the other things that we can talk about it, which is yep. which basically means we talk about the grandchildren. That's it. But <laughs> it never it never comes up. But I feel uh-huh. like my family is somewhat of an anomaly. I don't uh-huh. think that that is always the case, and especially yep. with this year. All these families are going to be gathering around the Thanksgiving table. Everyone loves each other. Everyone doesn't love each other's politics. When things get heated or awkward at the table, if someone, you know, kind of lobs something after having a glass of wine or four, mm-hmm. what should you say in the heat of the moment? And then we are also going to get to the point of it, should you say something beforehand? But in, in the heat of the moment, yeah. what do you say? And this is pr- presumably your hosting because I feel like one nice thing about hosting is that, um, you are obligated um, to help create an environment that people are comfortable in. That is part of your actual hosting job. So if something gets to a point where it's making other people uncomfortable, I think it's fine to say, hey, you guys, um, let's just remember how happy we are to be together and put this conversation to the side for now because nothing good's going to come of it. Or... You you guys are going to have to take this outside because it's too stressful for our dinner guests. Okay. Or you say, hey, this is our family culture. It's fine. And families can just fight, and it's totally fine. And it's, I that's that's a, I think that's actually a really great, healthy thing. Some families can kind of have these heated discussions, and it's okay. And it's pleasurable. Right. That's the other thing. It's not. It could even be better than fine. It could be great. They could look forward to it for weeks. Oh boy. Um, but if but if you see that someone at the table is uncomfortable, then you have to take care of that person. So okay. you have to say you, you could make a joke and be like, "Oh my God, you know, my friend from work is not really familiar with our family style. Can we tone it down?" Or you know, we know we know that this conversation is only going to get worse. Why don't we just nip it in the bud right now. So what you're saying is I cannot retreat to the kitchen with like a bo- <laughs> with a bottle of with a bottle of maker's mark and just yeah. pretend that it's all going to blow over. If you're the host, you have to step in and sort of put your big girl pants on. Big girl pants. It's so true though. And, although I really have fantasized about lying down in the bedroom. Oh boy. Um I think it's a really hard thing and I think it's important um as a host to to be on it. And you know I think this, but um I think it's fine to, to if you predict trouble, to send out an email in advance that says, I'm so looking forward to this holiday. Um, I know that there are going to be a lot of different political opinions in the room. Can we just leave our politics at the door for this one evening so that we can enjoy each other's company? We're so lucky to be together. Um, and then someone would have to be really kind of, Given that you're hosting, someone would have to be really a jerk to violate that request, right. I feel like. And obviously, you know, this election will be over by the time Thanksgiving right. comes. But I just feel like, you know, if there's ever a year where it's still going to be, there's still going to be a lot of a lot of opinions, this may be the year. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. And that's why um, in our co- when we wrote the, we answered this question in the magazine a little bit. And, um, and I was saying to that end, given that, um, kids have been in homes where inevitably parents have had very strong opinions about the election and the kids might need to be reminded that that opinion is particular to your um, 
little families culture and that they should not assume that everybody everywhere shares that opinion because our we have had um we have some family members with really different political views from us um who we don't get to see very often but when we do i always remind the kids beforehand right. just what like you're used to being in this community where people think the same as you and these guys don't and their kids don't and i just don't want you to say anything without thinking about it i think that's such a good point and I also feel like what will inevitably happen at my Thanksgiving is my kids will say something because they're too young to remember that I reminded right, them not right. to. And then someone will kind of roll their eyes or sigh very heavily. And then I will pour <laughs> myself another drink. And, <laughs> and go into the living room. I might, I might pinch my husband's, you know, like knee really hard. But, um, you know, we're all, we're all going to be civil. And... It's going to be fine. Everyone's going to have a happy Thanksgiving. Just as a rule of thumb, it doesn't need to be perfect. You know, it can, something can come up. There can be something that you like wish didn't happen and then it'll be done. And then you're moving forward and you can have a lovely evening. It's not, everything's not all or nothing. It's not ruined. It's not, you know, people aren't going to leave the house never speaking to each other again. It can just come up and it can. We hope. We hope. It, I know. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. We're <laughs> all going to be re- hope. we're going to be relaxed I, hosts. Yep. We're going to be we're going to be loving family members. We're not going to bring our right. phones out. Yeah, we're going to sit with our husbands. My God, aren't we going to have a great holiday? We are, but except for I'm coming to your house, so it's going to be great. I'll make you gluten free gravy. I'll be there with your parents. No, I'm not gluten free. <laughs> I'll eat all the gravy. My only dietary restriction, Catherine, is that I eat I eat too much and I eat all of it. So yeah, same. Yep, you're just going to have to make extra. Just just extra stuffing. You know, that's fine. A couple extra pies. It'll be fine. Great. Well, I can't um, wait. All right. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's My been delightful pleasure. talking to you. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. So here's to having a relaxing and delicious and drama-free Thanksgiving. Um, just remember, everyone, Catherine's wise words, it's only one meal and we're well-fed people. This episode was produced by Alana Milner and edited by Jordan Bell. And thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply.